Welcome back to Truth Hurts, where we expose corrupt politicians and lying corporate media. I'm Jake Duesenberg. Joining me, as always, is the political junkies led by William Beck, Mr. Straight Laced himself. How you doing there, William? Thank you. I guess I'm the leader today. Today. Not every day, but <laughs> not today every you day, are. but apparently today. And I'll also be reading your comments. Yes, because uh, Bridget's feeling a little under the weather. We hope she gets better. So William will be communicating with you live. We'll have that laptop on there. I should have Jesse doing it because you're actually more of the material today, at least for the starting part of this conversation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Fair then point. Mega Jesse, as usual, with a well, let's see, you went the old retro looking Donald Trump hat there. Oh, yeah. Yep. Good to be here. And yeah, we got a lot to expose. There's uh, yeah, this is stuff that you really can't get anywhere else. There's nobody else bringing this kind of stuff down. So I'm excited to get into it. And we only know this stuff because we have Deep State Dawson himself working for us, running the dials back there, sipping on some cherry or sorry, not cherry Pepsi. Uh, Coke Zero? What is that? Coke Zero? Yeah, Coke Zero. There you go. I think you've uh, kind of cut back on your Coke Zeros there, William. You think so? I don't know. There's a lot more in the fridge these days. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> He's addicted to diet, caffeine drinks. I am. As most people his age are, it seems to be. Oh, uh, hey, Jake, is it too late to get Bridget on? A bad hat Harry's taken off because she's not here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know she's probably watching, but, you know, honestly, if she's not feeling well. <laughs> Tucker says, I came for Maga Jesse. I stayed for Bridget. <laughs> there you go. That's a good See, one. I'm, I'm glad that she's finally getting some fans. I think when yeah. we had her in Dawson's control room, it was like she was hidden. So now we got her out in the studio. Um, yes, truly, you won't find this information anywhere else. We're going to talk about a scheme to get rid of political opponents, and we are the target. I was thinking about the, this morning, guys. I don't know if anyone in the state of Minnesota has gotten uh, been a target by both Democrats and Republicans using the campaign finance board. Do you think anyone has? Do you think like a third party could be, mm -hmm. but has there been a third party, at least not in the last two decades, that really has – cause enough pain for those parties where they actually went after them right yeah, yeah the democrats are after the legal marijuana now party a little bit but not really the republicans well, not i can't the campaign think of a, finance board right? right yeah well they were complaining about uh some of the donations and whatnot before to uh one but, of their but, candidates but but the, but the republicans yeah, not, not weren't. a complaint right. yeah but the republicans weren't right so we we might be the only one that's had campaign uh finance complaints launched against us by both the democrats and the republicans now, when you look at the record, there's been four total now, two that uh, we beat, two that are still ongoing, which is so ridiculous. Uh, three of them came from Republicans, one from Democrats. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the current two ones are Republican insiders. And we're going to tell you exactly the names behind this. You won't hear this anywhere else. And quite frankly, I'm probably not – I probably shouldn't be saying this stuff. I probably – I should probably not talk about a pending case, right? You know, they always say, I've been advised by my lawyers not to talk about the case. <laughs> mm -hmm. But I think it's more important that you know how corrupt these people are and how a government agency with your tax money is being used to harm totally innocent people like us completely. And I don't think that – I don't know how they could find us guilty of anything, honest to God, because there's no evidence. And I'm going to get into this. It's just the process is the pain. It's legal fees. It's – us having to provide information. Um, maybe they even find, I don't know, they can find you. Okay. Who knows where it could go? But they have the ability to eventually refer to a prosecutor. They have the ability to have massive fines. That's the ability these guys have. Once again, completely innocent. So I don't know how we get to that point. It's the process is the pain. And it's all brought on, in this case, 
by Republican insiders in this and in this specific case, what we're going to be talking about today is Senate. The they call it the Senate Victory Fund. They 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 lack victory though. <laughs> yeah. Right. So let's let's take a step back sure. for a second because do, do people know what the Campaign Finance Board is and like are they a legal entity? What what purpose do they serve? So uh, obviously, there's a lot of campaign finance laws. Like if you're a candidate, you got to register with a government agency to. Um, show your books, basically who's donating and what your expenditures are. And if you're a third party, like you're um, doing expenditures with, um, like, say, vote for this person, vote against this person, you have to register with the committee. We are not registered. I, this is important. I'm glad you brought that up. We're not registered with the Campaign Finance Board. There is an Action for Liberty PAC, but that's not us. It's it's not it's some people that associate with us, but it's not the legal entity Action for Liberty. We're not even registered with these people. We don't submit to their authority, but yet they have drawn us into now two complaints. Mm -hmm. So great point. Who are these people? There's the staff and then there's the actual board. They call it the campaign finance board, like the staff and the board. But really, there is a separate there's a board that's highly politicized. And I'll tell you how it works. The governor appoints those board members. I think they get confirmed by the legislature. So the governor, Tim Walls, Tim Walls, remember Tim Walls, the guy that we don't like, the guy that we've talked out I mean, we like the biggest foe to Tim Walls, right? He's the one that appoints these people. Now, he's got to appoint people on the left and people on the right. He's got to appoint Democrats and Republicans. But just think about this. You know, you watch the truth hurts. That's why I call it the truth hurts. Because we're not just telling you the Democrats are all bad and the Republicans, good guys. Yay, go Republicans. We tell you the truth. And sometimes the truth is Republicans are really bad too, right? In fact, in a lot of cases, they're really bad. Now, there's some good heroes on the Republican side. No, get me wrong. I don't know those on the Democrat side. Maybe RFK is doing some good justice now on the, the Democrat yeah. side. Some justice, okay? But there's not good people on the left. It's getting worse and worse every year. You know that. We've obviously talked at great length about that on the show. So they appoint people on the Democrat Republican side. They're not appointing Tea Party Republicans. They're not appointing action for liberty style republicans they're appointing the cronies they're appointing our enemies on the right to that board so imagine the judge jury and executioner are all politicized people that hate us that's what so this is a great scheme so let's go right into the scheme this is how it works pull up the first graphic dawson and what what needs to happen is there's some mastermind behind this thing and we've had you know four complaints over the years one was in 2016 that that one was dismissed, or they found no violation, I should say. Number two was uh, the Democrats in 2021. That one, they didn't even get to the investigation because it lacked good evidence. Um, the last two, which are by Republican establishment, have gotten to a higher level, and that's where it's like, oh, man, the CFB is really taking a turn for the worse because they used to be a real good professional organization. You know, um, I, 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 they're, they're, the shots are called by the board. So I don't want to like undermine the staff there. The mm -hmm. board is the ones that are making the call. Okay. Right. And this should be a nonpartisan government entity that just treats people fairly. That's what the CFB should be, the campaign finance board. But like you're saying, it's corrupt cronies, you know, from the Republicans and Democrats that are appointed to serve this on this board, really to serve the interests of the party establishment. Uh, so uh, it's really interesting how it all works. But yeah, you're right that it's Governor Walls who, you know, gets to determine who a lot of these people are. And nobody the Governor Walls is appointing is going to benefit the people. And just think about this. It's like the FBI. Same thing. Mm -hmm. FBI should be impartial, nonpartisan. Yeah. We know that's going right now, right? The Department of Justice, even though it's a political appointee at the top, 
That should be nonpartisan. They should be going, but they're not going after everybody. Let's be honest. They didn't pursue Hillary Clinton's clear violation of the law and classified information. So here's the corrupt scheme, right? First of all, there's some intel gathering that happened. So whoever's behind this, whoever wants to cause pain for groups like Action for Liberty, and I don't know any other group that's, you know, with such great innocence over time been targeted in this manner than us. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are people that end up getting fined. We've never been fined by these guys, mm-hmm. but that that have caused maybe minor things. But I think we're the only. I I, I don't know the, all the cases out there, but I think we're probably up there as the one that gets the scheme gets used against the most. But, Certainly, but that right means now. that we do. That means that we're doing something right. That's right? hundred. Thank like you. We're pissing off the left and the right, and we're effective. That's why they keep coming after us. Great, yep. great point, William. You know, you make lots of great points. I know I do. Very, fair, very good point. <laughs> Why would they do this? Because obviously we we have caused some pain. Actually, let's take down the graphic. I want to expand on this point real quick. Let's be honest about what's going on here. In 2020 and 2021, Action for Liberty grew exponentially, right? We existed before then, but we grew exponentially because you didn't like the lockdowns. You didn't like these mandates on vaccines. You didn't like what was going on. You hated these corrupt politicians. You signed a petition. You joined us online. You went to the state fair. You saw us. You wanted to be a part of the process to solve the political problem. And we were there and teaching you how to do it. We trained thousands of people to become delegates to go to uh, the caucus in 2022. That's when the pain started for the establishment. And that's why we're getting attacked by the Republicans. Because what they want is they want a monopoly on the whole party. You understand this. Democrats are so corrupt. They are so corrupt. It's do as I say, not as I preach. It's all done by the top. At least the Republican Party, a guy like Trump, who's hated by the establishment, could still win. But don't think for a second there aren't forces that are doing the exact same thing to the Republican Party that's being done to the Democrat Party. At least there's a little bit of grassroots contingent. Mm -hmm. And it was so big that you guys that went and became delegates ended up being like, 40 to 50 percent of the delegation at the state convention in fact there was a poll they said how many people had never attended a state convention before was it like first time delegate it was 55 percent yeah so look at all these new grassroots conservative activists that got involved in 2022 and a large part due to us teaching people how to do it training in person we had a video out there all that stuff get involved in the process and from that Great candidates emerged, right? Great candidates like Tom DePaul, who we're going to talk about today. They emerged and they ran for office. What a wonderful, what a wonderful, beautiful thing. But guess what? The establishment, they can't have that because they got their chosen candidates, the guys that will toe line and say yes when they want to grow government. So let's go back to this graphic. This is how the scheme works. All right. So somebody's behind this thing and they're in, doing some intel gathering. They're learning about the process. They're finding out what did these guys do that was wrong, um, you know, uh, it, it's it's anything that can even be construed as a possible violation. All right, they'll even try entrapping. Um, I don't want to get into the details of that, but there's there's clear evidence that they've actually tried entrapping people, getting them to say stuff. Um, so that is what they do in the intel gathering stage, right? Because you know, as an organization, you're doing lots of different things, and quite frankly. Uh, there could be a perception that you're doing one thing, even though it's completely untrue. And in many cases in politics, you want those deceptions, right? Right. It, it makes sense to have a deception. So mm-hmm. your enemy, your opponents, your enemy, whatever you want to call it, think you're doing something or you're stronger, or you're weaker, whatever it is. There's a good reason for deception in this game. 
All right. So the second thing they do, then they recruit a complainant. And then what they're doing is they're finding some low-level, no-name activists that they can dupe into putting their name on the CFB complaint. Now they're promising them something. Maybe it's monetarily. They're promising something. Maybe it's just a seat at the table. They get this feeling they're doing something good. Or they completely con them into thinking, oh, yeah, Action for Liberty, they're really bad people. Even though if we sat down with these people, they'd be like, oh, my God, you guys do really good work. But that's mm-hmm. their narrative. It's like, oh, these guys are really bad people. They're going against, you know, I love that. They always say, they're against the good conservative candidates. Like, we're not against good conservative candidates. Why would we be against good conservative people? Like, no, right. we're going against cronies, people that say they are conservative, but they're not. Mm-hmm. So then what they do is they hire a crony law firm. And this is a law firm that does the research of the laws. They draft a long letter citing the laws because they're issuing this to the CFB, which is full of lawyers. So they're trying to do the lawyer speak. Because if just this random low-level activist did it, it wouldn't make any sense and it wouldn't be tied together. So they got a law firm that let, knows the laws, knows how to write this thing, and then they issue it. And they're always like 10 pages long with exhibits and stuff like that. It's really mm-hmm. elaborate. And then they file with the campaign finance board, um, and they determine when the best time to file is to cause the most amount of pain. And then once they do that, the hope and... Uh, who knows how much the people behind this control this. This would be all just me speculating that they control and the part past the filing. And if it is, it's really, really corrupt. But eventually it gets handed over to the board, and the board has showed lately, this very highly politicized board, that they um, will will investigate and basically do a witch hunt. They go way beyond the scope. We'll talk about that a little bit. And then we... The good guys have to expend resources on legal fees. We we do trade secrets. They Who knows what they would think we we're going to do? They, they might think we just quit politics. Boy, that would be a big win for them. Maybe something sticks and we get fined or we get put into jail. You know, because there's a criminal component that they allege is in this case. What they're alleging here, and I'll get into that, is an illegal corporate contribution, which has a criminal code to it. So, And, and trust me. There are people that would want me in jail. And I'm not talking about Lee Finky and the Democrats. I'm talking about Republicans want me in jail. Take me away from my children, my wife, and throw me in jail for what? Exposing how corrupt and bad they are at voting. Mm-hmm. My free spe- Exercising my free speech, the, most, the best pastime in American politics, and they would want me in jail because they want us off the table. Because, like I said, they want a monopoly. And the campaign finance board isn't like a normal court, like where you have the presumption of innocence. You go into this assuming that you're guilty, which is crazy. It is crazy, yeah. And, I'm and actually, it shouldn't be legal either. It sh- mm-hmm. Yes, but, of course, who's writing the law is the people that like this process, right? right? All right. Do you have any comments? You keep looking yeah. at you got some comments. So let me clear. Let's well, get you're rid talking, of the, so I'm let's looking get rid of the graphic. I'm going to bring back and I'm going to name names here and show you who's – Who's behind these steps? Well, let's clear the comments first. Yeah, uh, we got we got a lot of people in the comments. Uh, Bad Hat Harry says that's what's going on with President Trump. Very true. We got Great point, hunt. Bad Hat Harry. A hundred percent. It's exact same thing. In the in the case of Trump, they gather into in the one that's really interesting is the New York one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twenty. So he's under a campaign finance violation. That's what's at the center of that case in New York. A 2016 campaign finance violation, which the FEC, which is like the federal part, like the CFB is a state version of the FEC. 
and they they said there's nothing, no violation here. <laughs> so mm-hmm. what they do is they then find some criminal cult. In fact, I think it passed in the state legislature. So they passed something where mm-hmm. they can go back and they can look at a different thing, a business, uh, basically cooking the books on the business that related to the campaign. Yep. And so now um, a prosecutor, an angry prosecutor, so they don't even need to hire, hire a law firm in that case. They just have a prosecutor that knows the law, and then they uh, basically arrest and book Donald Trump. And then, of course, here comes – and in the case of Donald Trump, you know, it's the process is the pain, right? Maybe they actually put Trump, Donald Trump in Rikers, which is crazy, and he might actually still get elected. I mean, if yeah. they throw him in Trump, Trump pres- in prison, he might still get elected. But the process is the pain. And that's a great point that you made because we just learned the trial for Donald Trump in the case in New York City is going to happen in March. Right in the heart, like Super Tuesday in the heart of the primary. In March, they Mm -hmm. want to take Donald Trump off the table and negative news after negative news right in the heart of the primary. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tucker91 says camera needs to be zoomed out a little. I, I don't know what he's referring to there because it looks fine. I'm going to choose to disregard that. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. I guess uh, <laughs> Tucker, the boss. Said I respect, you, I respect disre- you, Tucker, but I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah I don't, I don't Clarify either. there. It, it looks fine. Yeah, cl- clarify maybe. Uh, and let's see here. Liberty Guy 1 says, first they ignore you, then they laugh at you, then they fight you, then you win. That's right. 100%. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a steps to this thing, right? So right now they're – at the step where they're creating political pain. Eventually, if you just stay into this game, they have to they have to listen to you. Obviously, if we if we were not doing anything of relevance, if we were not effective, why would they waste their time and energy? I'm mm-hmm. gonna get into how much possibly was spent on this. So right. obviously they have to expend energy. So let's get into the names here, okay? Let's right after we finish some of these comments. Uh Brad Cantor. How says, dare you? <laughs> Brad well, if you're just going to re-zoom out, I'm like, what? <laughs> well, I'm just, what I Brad, well, Brad Ganser knows this process very well. Um, the CFB is one of the main tools used by the grifter class. Yep, there you go. Um, right Monica says, there are a bunch of appointed crooks just like the Met Council. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Tucker's clarifying his comment. He says, trinkets are cut off, or maybe they just need to be set back a little. Like on my I think table? he's talking about yeah. like the things on the shelf there. Yeah, don't maybe. worry about that. Uh, we need the content. But thanks. I appreciate you looking at our set. I, I do appreciate that, Tucker. All right, let's go to the next graphic here. And this is the names in the process. Okay, so if we look mm-hmm. at this, the four steps to get it to it, let's actually go into the names of the people. You know, and there's like no real repercussions to filing a false claim. <laughs> A hundred percent. You know, it's, it's pretty in crazy. Case, in yep. this case, somebody lied. Yeah, yep. right? of course. Yep. Okay, so Mike Campbell, this is the guy that's behind it, okay? He works for the Senate Victory Fund. Now, when I say Senate Victory Fund, this is funny. That is the that is the organization that represents Minnesota Senate Republicans, okay? So they have a political unit, political party unit. That's what their fund's called. It has to be registered with the CFB. So they call it the Senate Victory Fund. You know, they actually on their expenditure have uh, expenditure last November for Victory Dinner. Wow. They lost the, f- the freaking Senate. Like, yeah. Well, and the whole point of it, they're supposed to be electing the endorsed Republican candidates, right? They're supposed to be electing Republicans. Well, I'd say number one is to win the Senate, which they failed at. Yep. And I would allege they failed at it because of this bullshit that we're going to expose. Right. So number one, Mike Campbell, bad guy. I'm going to explain who that guy is. All right? bad, bad, bad guy behind this thing. Mike Campbell's got a beef with us. 
tied to establishment wants to see us done, gone, right? And uh, this allegation is also made against Tom DePel, a great person, a candidate that they should have been supporting. And from day one, they were hostile and against that guy. So they find somebody, in this case, Marissa Mantufel. How do you say her name? Mantufel. Something like that. You, you actually ran into you knew You know this person. I've never met her before. Lied. Lied on a document. And that was the one sole piece of evidence. It's at very least hearsay, at worst case, a lie. I think we need to step back again because I'm going to get to it. Don't worry about it. I'll talk okay. about what the case is. I want to. Don't you want to talk about the case and then go through the process of how the no, case No, I don't want to do it that way. Jeez, okay. William. You're taking me off my game here. I'm Get just thinking there. from their perspective. If you guys are confused, uh, you can tell us in the comments. No, don't tell us in the comments. Don't leave it. <laughs> well, this is the William Beck show. I'm just here for the ride. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's Dawson's show. He's, he's saying, no, Tucker, I'm going to ignore true. you. It's true. I'll listen to you, Tucker. All right. So anyhow, Marissa Manifel, uh, she I've never met this woman, um, but she was a staffer for the Senate Victory Fund, said that she heard something being said. I think she probably lied because I don't think it was said. Maybe she misheard, but anyhow, there is a single piece of evidence is hearsay. I'll get into that in a second. Then they had to recruit a complaint. They found this guy named Matt Ward. Now we have another campaign finance complaint from a year ago that's finally going to be determined. We've been under this investigation for a year. It's ridiculous. And that guy is the same guy as the one on this, Matt Warden. So apparently he's this guy, and from what I understand, in his sixties, lives you know, living in Winona, doesn't have much going on in his life. And they probably duped him into signing this to make him feel like he's cool and part of the process. And, oh, big, bad action for labor. So Mike Campbell goes and recruits this guy. Sad. Very sad. Taking advantage of a guy that probably is just a decent dude that's scraping by. All right? Mm -hmm. So Matt Warren's the official person on our complaint. If you ever see it on the CFP, it's Warden, Warden complaint against action for liberty, Tom DePel. Okay? Then what they do is they find a legal a law firm because they need to have this thing very carefully crafted. And that's the Jacobson Law Group. Okay. And they are hired to do the hired. I just put in a quotation. I'll never be able to prove it because I, I can't see the invoices. Right. It's client uh, law, uh, lawyer confidentiality. Yeah, client privilege. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we'll never know officially. But I'll show you how much money the Senate Victory Fund took and gave to these guys. Okay. That they didn't spend on electing Republican they, candidates. Great point, William, that they didn't mm -hmm. spend electing Republicans and win back the Senate. And then eventually what they do is they filed with the CFP, in this case, in this news one, on April 11th. Now, that's important because the violation, as they said, occurred back in June of 2022. Allegedly so what, occurred. Yes. Sorry, allegedly. Yes. That's what they, they think happened. Okay. So what is what is the complaint about? They say it's an illegal corporate contribution where William Beck, as you guys know him on this set, you probably didn't, well, we didn't have the show back uh, last June of June of last year. And of course, if we did have the show, you wouldn't see William Beck because he didn't work here, right? right? But anyhow, they allege that William Beck was paid by us to give free services to the Tom DePaul campaign, which they say is an illegal corporate contribution. Totally innocent of that charge. Did not happen. But Marissa Manifold says, I heard... William say that that's their single piece of evidence. So what do we tell the CFP? Well, William Beck says, I didn't do that. Signs an affidavit under penalty of perjury that he didn't do that. So their evidence is hearsay. There's evidence refuting. Guess what they do? 
Uh, oh, well, actually, I'm getting ahead of myself. So Matt Warren, once again, recruited. Jackson Law Firm is the one that puts together the packet, submits it to the CFB on April 11th. Now they well, hold, so hold on a second. So the reason that this affidavit was signed back in June of 2022 is because they threatened to use it against Tom DePell in the primary. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to talk about that. Mm. And maybe this is a good time to talk about it just to show you how crony these guys are. And you were intimate with this because you worked with Tom DePell at the time. Mm -hmm. uh, they went to Tom DePell. Now, Tom DePell is the endorsed Republican candidate. All right. So he's an endorsed Republican candidate. And they say, uh, Tom, there is a campaign finance violation you have done because of working with William Beck. And you need to drop out of this race. They threaten hmm. him and try to get him to drop out of the race. Yep. Right. Meanwhile, they're actually recruiting behind the scenes. Carnhousley, Rhino Carnhousley, person that was hobnobbing with other legislators when the vote for the transgender surgery was going down in Minnesota. She was in Detroit, Michigan, not here. She's just a huge Rhino. A very bad vote. Meanwhile, mm -hmm. while this has happened, she recruits Tony Jurgens to run for office. She even admitted that to, well, I won't reveal my sources, but she'll know if she watches this. <laughs> she admitted to doing that. So she recruited Rhino Tony Jurgens, the guy that Tom DePell won or beat in the endorsement. And he beat him by like a lot. It was like, what, 40, 50 points he beat him by in the endorsement, meaning the delegates really wanted Tom DePell. So she recruits Rhino Tony Jurgens, who was one of the worst voting Republicans in the Minnesota House, to run against him in the primary. All right. So meanwhile, they're t they're trying to get Tom DePell out of the race. And Tony Jurgens is the one candidate. And Tom's like, well, I'm not going to drop out of the race. I didn't do anything wrong. They didn't do anything wrong. We're going to run. So they held on to this evidence, this evidence. They held on to this thing since June of 2022. <laughs> now, you know, the. I think you guys remember the rest of the story, but it's important to repeat this. Jurgens challenges a DePell in the primary, mm -hmm. which they supported Tony Jurgens, and we'll get into that later. The the race, to, uh, Tom DePel wins by 20 points on primary night, and ends up losing to the Democrat on November 8th by 321 votes. And Tony Jurgens, when he got beat by Tom DePel, he endorsed the Democrat. And Tony Jurgens and the Senate Victory Fund and Mike Campbell are the reason we have full Democrat control. And if that wasn't bad enough, they want to add injury to insult and then file an erroneous campaign finance board complaint against us. Mm -hmm. But these assholes are the ones that caused a full Democrat majority. And that means abortion in all cases. That means transgender surgeries. That means pedophilia is now a recognized sexual orientation. Higher taxes, surplus gone gun restrictions because of these people who played with fire and they got us all burned. All right, let's go back to that graphic. So what they do is they file us on April 11th. They held on to this for a year. And my assumption is they're like, well, you know what? Uh, Action for Liberty is about to be done, investigated in that one other case that was also fake and erroneous. So let's make sure they're busy for another year, mm -hmm. right? Because or it's like they tried to keep looking into us and then they couldn't find anything better. So they said, that's the best we got. And even that's phony. So, you know, I think it's, uh, you know, I think that's really what's going on. The fact that they waited so long shows how desperate they are to come after us. Yeah, great point, Jesse. Great point. All right. So um, essentially the CFB then ignores the evidence. Uh, so once again, I said they have this terrible hearsay at best, at worst case, just a complete lie by Marissa Manifold. We give the contrary evidence to refute it. The case should be done, right? 
guess this is pull up the graphic uh dawson what the cfb writes they're they're planning on investigating us the staff recommends to the board which will be decided tomorrow to investigate us what's the next it's the next graphic in line here there you go we're gonna have to zoom that in a little bit so what they actually say to us this is part of their draft letter that they sent over yep this is the draft letter they say the board concludes that there has not been sufficient evidence provided to show that there was not an in-kind contribution from action for liberty to the DePel committee well isn't that interesting so essentially we have to prove our innocence how do we prove our innocence Seems when we kind did something wrong? Yeah. Like, just imagine, like, the board has not concluded that Jake Duesenberg has not provided evidence he didn't murder Tom DePel. Like, what? Mm-hmm. What, what? How about you need evidence to show I murdered somebody, not he hasn't prov- provided evidence to show he didn't? That is mm-hmm. that is not the legal standard in America. So we're being investigated for something we can't even possibly not prove. Mm-hmm. So really, in the end... What they want is a witch hunt on us. And let's just be honest, they want to silence you and they want to silence me because, quite frankly, they want their monopolies of power over the Republican Party and maybe they'll get a majority. And then guys like us who would keep them in line and doing the right thing and actually, you know, being conservative will be gone. Well, we're not going to just roll over. Obviously, you guys know that. But this is the bullshit scheme that they got against us. Now, I think it's been very beneficial to some people i think this matt warren guy probably has been screwed he's probably like i can't believe this that this has happened he probably never has name mentioned before but now thousands of people who watch this show are gonna know matt warden is behind this complaint against us you know this is the people you got into bed with and marissa manifold you're probably young and never been involved in this thing you just good luck you got a path with the establishment you're a good foot soldier and Mm -hmm. you're trying to ruin these good people that we have here good job it's not going to work, but now you're going to get your job with the establishment. She's probably working for a lobbying firm right now. Didn't you tell me that she had a... Yeah, she's currently working for a lot. And you know what? We should mention them by name just for fun. Uh, but Wall for Life just uh, paid $10 for a rumble rant, he asks, uh, with friends like the Republican Minnesota Republican Party, who needs enemies? Isn't Wall the right. lady? I thought T-Wall was the man. T-Wall is the lady. Uh, I got that backwards. I'm very sorry for misgendering you, K Wall. And now, uh, <laughs> uh, this is the part of the show where you ask, "Where's T Wall?" <laughs> William's really getting me off my game today. I don't get it. <laughs> oh man, where is T Wall? All right, so uh, thank you, K Wall. Yeah, by the thank way, thank you very much. <laughs> um, but let me look up. Uh, Going to Marissa's LinkedIn here. Um, but I think the bigger target here should be Mike Campbell because he's currently employed by the Senate Victory Fund. He's probably a staffer at the Minnesota Senate. Uh, Do we have a picture of him? Let's pull that up. I think you, yeah, this you is, sent me a picture. It says it also works for Cambria. There's Mike mm-hmm. Campbell. Yeah, supposedly this guy's a Republican, and yet he's trying to punish Republicans all over the state. Yes, and keep this in mind. The timing is important. April mm-hmm. 11th is when they file this complaint. So we had to deal with this in May. Well, what are we doing in May? Like leading this this assault on or leading this charge against this assault on our liberties by the left, yeah. by the Democrats at the end of the legislative session. We should be laser focused. Hey, you guys always talk about unity. These guys are liars. They always talk about unity. Hey, maybe we should all unite against what the Democrats are doing. Nope. They're launching erroneous campaign finance board complaints against us to tie us up legally, uh, tie up our time, you know, mm-hmm. expend resources, and 
probably learn more about our organization, which is, you know, essentially what they want to do is go on a witch hunt and they can learn more about us. Okay. So Marissa is a legislative coordinator for Marcelli Kramer. So that sounds like she's a lobbyist now. Exactly. Right. That's what these guys right. end up. So this law firm that they hired to do this, uh, Jacobson, let's look up the Senate Victory Fund's uh, campaign finance report mm -hmm. because this is publicly disclosed. Really, really quick. Mm -hmm. uh, William, did you ever read that Rumble rant or did you just say that there was one? No, I read it yeah, with read friends it. like the Minnesota Republican Party who needs enemies. And then Jake all was like, yeah, agreed. Hearing Republicans and Democrats, it's all blending together for me. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> there's a reason for that there, Dawson. Yeah. You want to uh, uh, pull up the uh, campaign finance board uh, big document. report by the, the Senate Victory Fund. All right. So this is a uh, file. This is actually the most recent one, which includes like uh, what do you call those things? You'd, the just amendments okay so they had something wrong they had to update it so um but this was due february 1st of this year scroll down here so john jasinski the senator is the treasurer of this uh run by at that time probably jeremy miller they brought in last year two point basically 2.3 million dollars in total receipts you see that up there in line five they brought in 2.3 million dollars in receipts that's two line five is total receipts all right so two point two point three million dollars they brought in to elect Senate Republicans, so to take over and be the the uh, majority party in the Minnesota Senate. Now they failed mm -hmm. at that. We all know they lost in the Tony Jurgens or the Tom DePel race and uh, lost by 321 votes. Now let's go down and look at the law firm that was hired to come against us: Jacobson, Magnuson, um, Anderson, and Halloran PC, or Jacobson Group for short. Two hundred and forty thousand dollars ten percent wow. of all receipts now what on earth are they paying a law firm two hundred and forty thousand dollars for to win back the senate vic senate uh majority right and also you had pointed out that uh they gave two hundred thousand dollars of that the day before the election right that's a great point yes yeah and and the other reason why that's interesting is no, there's something called a pre-general report. So before the election, 10 days before election, everyone could see the uh, the expenditures before the election. So the last report we get to see of disclosure before election. So if mm -hmm. you do something the day before election, no one knows about it until February 1. Yep. So no one knew that they got paid $200,000 until February 1st. What on earth are they paying $200,000 for? Mm -hmm. Like I can only imagine they're like, uh oh, uh, we, we were using it for um, uh, vetting candidates or um, what do they call that um, research on the uh, enemy. Uh, mm -hmm. Oppo, yeah. Oppo research. Yeah. yeah. Oppo research. Like $200,000. Also, right. you know, they're get, remember how I said they're gathering Intel. Look, they, it looks like they had billable hours on July 19th for 20,060 and 70. It looks like it was just a retainer before that $2,000 a month, but all of a sudden now they've got this, uh, it looks like, line items, line itemized uh, expense, right? Yep. And so billable hours that that was due in July and paid in July. I mean, that's fishy right there because when you line up the fact that this uh, stuff was being gathered in June of 2022, it seems like they were getting paid. By the way, the Republican Party of Minnesota also paying this law firm. So who's this law firm? Let's pull up this law firm, okay? If I may, real quick. You may. Go ahead, Will. Uh, you may. T-Wall for Life uh, just gave us a $10 rumble rant. It's a great show. Okay, now I'm losing track. K-Wall and T-Wall both gave us $10? They did. But is that coming out of the same bank account? Like, I think that's a little 
too personal of a question, okay. Jay. Okay, maybe they have their own. I don't know. <laughs> T Wall, K Wall. Do I even know T Wall and K Wall? Have we ever met T Wall and K Wall? I'll be the one to say thank you again yes, because <laughs> <laughs> I guess we're not doing that anymore otherwise. I think people donate. They do Rumble Rats just to watch us shit on them for doing it. <laughs> I, I should just be like, thank you. Thank you so much. That's very kind of you. But uh, I think if I think if someone gives us $100, I will be like, oh, thank you. I really appreciate that. The $10 is kind of like you, you're being playful, aren't you? You want you want a little, uh, a little shit you know, thrown at you? I don't know. Anyhow, I do appreciate it. Thank you, William, for reminding me. What graphic are you asking for? Uh, let's pull up the no the website Jacobson Group. So this is so the firm that gets paid to almost a quarter million dollars, ten percent revenue. So see this guy, this character over there. He just looks like a scumbag. Reed LeBeau, right there. That's the guy that uh, that wrote the complaint, the one a previous year against us. And then below him, Ben is it Pacito? Yeah, this is the one, the lawyer that was recruited to write this one. Now look who else is at this law firm. I, I, I got to go to the bottom here. They got a lobbying wing, Nick Zerwas. Now this happened way before we had our show, but we talked about it back in the day. Nick Zerwas was this rhino Republican legislator from the Northwest Metro. He left the uh, legislature, quit like midterm, and dropped out and violated House rules so that he could be a lobbyist. Because when you're uh, a legislator. You all sign on to House rules that you won't lobby within a year of being a legislator. He dropped out and is the first one that we know that actually broke the rule right away and just ended up becoming a lobbyist day one. In fact, legislators at the time were joking about it. They were joking mm -hmm. about, oh, look, I'll leave out some candy for the new lobbyist here. It's all a joke to these guys. So there you go. Uh, Nick, Nick Zerwas cashing in on his uh, influence. No, go back to that graphic. Then the last one's the most important one. Rob Eklund. Does that name sound familiar? Yeah. Rob Eklund's a Democrat up in Senate uh, District 3, the Iron, Iron Range and Boundary Waters, all the way to Grand Marais down to Two Harbors. He's the one. Actually, that's the Senate District. He's basically Ely all the way over to Grand Marais. Yeah, he's 3A. 3A, yep. Or was 3A. Was 3A. Yep. Past tense, was. Mm -hmm, was. Lost. Lost this election. Rob Eklund is the guy that we were door knocking because he reneged on his vote. Instead of protecting Governor Walz's emergency powers in 2021, so they are hiring this scumbag, this con artist, who told, who voted one way when it was election time, and then when we needed his votes to end Governor Walz's illegal lockdowns, he reneged on that vote and did what the Democrat bosses said, and he's got soft landing at this law firm that the Republican Party and the Senate Victory Fund, the Senate Victory Fund employees to the tune of a quarter million dollars and i want to throw this at you you know this scheme has gone beyond just the senate victory fund it's also the republican party i think we talked about this last year we had the jake show we didn't call it truth hurts last year but i think we addressed this pull up the uh uh republican party uh press release when there was this other erroneous campaign finance board complaint last year same thing all done the same way. Matt Warden, they gather intel. Matt Warden, the complainant, uh, the lo same law firm hired. But this is this is what they want to do. They want to cause us political pain. I wonder if David Hand, corrupt David Hand, is going to do this again when they find that there's probable cause that mm -hmm. could ex exist with a violation. It. And they write this press release. Can you zoom in a little bit? And he literally says in his press release. I mean, he's like slamming us. I think towards the bottom there, that's where you get the Dave Hand quote. Yeah, yeah. Scroll on that bottom one here. I'm, just get rid of me because I can't see it. 
We welcome the CFB's findings. And I'll, I'll get it. Give me give me half a second. Okay, I'm gonna Let's I'm gonna give you half a second. Throw in a fit. There we go. We welcome the CFP's findings and applaud the House Republican Campaign Committee for speaking out against action for liberty. Now, this is the Republican Party, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Like, shouldn't we? Shouldn't shouldn't you consider us like a huge ally? Right? Yeah. How like, divisive? Right. But you, know, you and you always say, "Oh, we need unity." Bullshit. You don't want unity. You want to trash the largest conservative grassroots group. Action for Liberty has adopted. As adopted as its mission to defeat Republicans and disrupt M and GOP conventions, parades, and other political activities in an effort to intimidate the public. What the hell are you talking about, David Han? Yeah. First of all, that is 100% not our mission. Our mission is to protect liberty for the next generation. And what parades and conventions are we disrupting? You lying scumbag. Go back to that real quick. He writes, they are not committed to Republican principles. By the way, we are more than you guys. Yeah. And do not believe the primary work of political activities to create governing majorities. Yeah, I, I don't believe that. That's that's the one true statement. No, I believe the reason we do political activity is to protect liberty, not just so you can have a damn majority, which you'll just do the same crony things as Democrats. Yep. He goes on to read, reject their narrow vision and illegal tactics. This is an important step in holding this group accountable. David Hand, the Republican Party chair, applauds this damn, damn corrupt scheme. So... You know, I don't know what else to say other than this is what you get from these crony Republicans. You know, mm-hmm. we always say this kind of stuff. And, you know, we were like, should we do this show? You know, yeah, well, let's do the show because people have a right to know what these assholes do. By the way, um, so uh, who was it? Liberty Guy One posted this in the comments. Um, but Michael Michael Campbell is uh, he, he got paid one hundred eighty four thousand dollars in twenty twenty three from the Senate Victory Fund. It looks like he's the highest paid individual with the Senate Victory Fund. That's like one, two, three, four, five. He's He received the sixth most amount of money from the SVF. Mm-hmm. In 2023? Yeah. You know, I never even thought to look at this. Uh, or you know what? This is a, a total aggregate, I should say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. I he Yes, so fair point. I know last year he got paid $90,000 by the uh, Campaign Finance Board. So um, you got to be careful on the aggregate. That's actually what our enemies do to us is they, oh, look how right, much they right. get paid in five years. Like, that's actually not <laughs> Yeah, lot. no, that's you my know? bad. But <laughs> yeah, he- so, yeah, he got paid $90,000. Um, I mean, there's not much there other than the fact that they're just paying this corrupt guy. He's still employed by the, the Senate Victory Fund. Or actually, I think he's, he's probably a government employee, isn't he? Isn't he work for the... Yeah, I, I, uh, I don't know how much we want to say on that versus... Uh... But anyway, uh, l- let me catch up on some. Well, that was an interesting here. thing. I don't know what he's uh, tiptoeing around. Well, so I I, I heard rumors that um, there are some senators trying to get him fired over this oh, specifically. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I don't see. I don't see. It looks like he probably only works for the Senate Victory Fund. I don't see. I see a Marty Campbell, not a Mike Campbell on the Senate staff list. So I don't because a lot of these guys they actually are staff members and then they work on the Senate Victory Fund too. Do we want to catch up on some comments? Let's real go quick? catch up on some comments. All right. Um, so T Wall for Life says, hopefully we'll meet in person someday. Uh, yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, and that brings up Tucker's comment. We need an Action for Liberty range day so we can all meet. I think it would be fun. Have yeah, but we're gonna, I'm going to have prizes. to vet the people for that range day because some people will tr- <laughs> crash that and try to shoot me. 
Although we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll see it coming, Lee Finky. We'll know it's you. <laughs> Don't worry. You're not going to hide in amongst the crowd. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, All of a sudden, we'll have the ladies shoot over there, and you got Lee Finky. Hey there, I'm one of these, these ladies. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Tucker says the next time my 357. (laughs) The next time I'm just a good old lady. The next time Dave Hand gets uh, gets called out at a convention, those calling him out need to bring receipts. He needs to be embarrassed in front of the whole state. Uh, And Dover Dan says Dave is bought like the others. Yeah, that's a hundred percent it. You know, there's probably money interest involved above these guys too. That you know, well, I know some things. And David Hand, he's not a tough guy. (laughs) You know, I've seen him at these events. You know, he's weak. He's, you know, a frail guy who, uh, you know, he, you can see he gets a little bit nervous under pressure. Uh, he, you can see he gets a little disoriented. You know, this guy can't keep himself together. So, uh, yeah, I think if uh, he were called out in public at a GOP event, I'm sure that would shake him a lot. Well, you know, the only reason David Hand is the chair of the Republican Party right now is that the Republican Party of Minnesota is so bad of an organization. And when I say organization, I don't mean the good people that work as BPOU. Well, you're a BPOU chair, by the way, William Beck. So, like, the people that are on the ground, you know, the people that give their t- their resources, it's the people that really run the show. Although mm-hmm. that's changing now because there's some good people that got appointed the, or voted in the exec council. But it's such a corrupt organization. No one wanted to even challenge them. No one wanted the job. Everyone wanted him out. There was some guy who's a crazy guy that got, what, 33% or something like that against David Hand. Mm-hmm. Like, David Hand, just no one wants that job. It's not a fun job, right? You have to, you have to like, be the pilot of this ship that's going down. Like, no one wants that mm-hmm. except for David Hand, which tells you more about David Hand. Because right. why, why on earth, when you lost everything, you're like, literally, do, do I have to remind people the damage of the 2022 election, Republicans lost everything. They didn't win a single statewide race, and they lost the House, Senate, and the governorship. Mm-hmm. You lost everything. You know, if you're that bad, you shouldn't ask for your job back. But he did. And honestly, uh, I mean, no one wanted to challenge him. So that's why we're with, you know, if you're a Republican, that's why you're stuck with David Hand for now. I mean, the guy could probably get unseated any anyhow. And, and of course, if you're David Hand and you're a good leader, you go to groups like us and you go, you know what? We've been feuding. We got to talk. How can we all work together? Where's that called, David Hand? Right. You know, I, I, we've had the deputy and chair. And the same thing with the Senate Victory Fund, you know. Let's look at it. Let's be honest about this, okay? So think about it. What group or individual has gone after Judy Seberger harder than us since she has been in office? Name one group, name one organization, right. name anything. You know, we've been the ones that have been in her district door knocking. We've been the ones that have been telling, uh, you know, the constituents what she's been voting for. We've been the ones trying to tell her to moderate. Don't vote for gun control. Don't vote for the child transgender bill. Uh, everything, uh, you know, we've been the ones doing it. The Sand Victory Fund, silent. The GOP, silent. They don't have the means to do it. You know, it's it's us, the grassroots, that have actually been taking on these battles. The GOP is nowhere to be found. Yeah, I mean, they're so bad, they couldn't even get four of their senators to bother to show up and vote the day this, the sanctuary state for general mutilation bill was going through. Remember mm-hmm. that? Yeah. Like, four senators weren't even there and voting until we called out Julia Coleman, and then she voted on the final bill. Yeah. Yep. But Dames, uh, Housley, you and— No, it wasn't Dames. It was— uh, Draheim. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Draheim, Draheim. Drahim, mm-hmm. uh, Housley, and Carlin, the bad Carla Nelson, all were mm-hmm. absent, not voting. 
Yeah. Yep. And in some ways, they're more incentivized to let those things pass, you know, because a lot of them don't really believe what we believe. They're just con artists. You know, you know this, right? Like politicians, they say one thing and they really don't believe it. Yep. So what they do is they're like, oh, now the left has gone so bad and they voted this in and it's going to cause more pain. And so now we'll win the next election because that's their incentive. The great con in politics is you want to change something in politics. So you go to your Republican legislator, you go, we got to change this. And they go, you know what? I agree with you. I really don't, but I agree with you. And the Democrats are our real enemy. And so you got to help us beat the Democrats so that we can win the majority and solve that problem for you. That's a great mm -hmm. con because guess what they just did? Instead of solving your problem now, they've got you doing their mission. They got you doing that. And then, of course, they get elected and they go, oh, but you know what? Now's not the time. Listen, the, the, pop, the, 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 the people aren't with us. You know, it's polling really mm -hmm. bad. Or they say, oh, listen, I'm with you, but there's some members in our caucus and they're just not. They, they wouldn't That's go for That's a tough us. vote for them. It's a yeah. tough vote for them. Yeah. You don't want to. In fact, this is the perpetual scheme here. But and you wouldn't want them to now have that vote on the record. Then we're going to lose the majority. Mm -hmm. And then lo and behold, you're just like, oh, shit. All they want to do is, as David Hand put, win governing majorities. Yeah, win right? governing majorities and keep the status quo. That's what they want. Yeah, so you're damn right, David Hand. We don't share your value of winning governing majorities because winning governing majorities does not solve anything. It just gives you guys power, right? Hires your own people, staff, and stuff like that. We care about liberty. So if you're going to win a governing majority, we're going to be here saying give us something for it. And the Democrats, when they win their majorities – they expend all of their political energy and get what their base wants. My mm. God, it's just sad to see this. And well, you know, Florida, Florida's a good case. Republicans get the job done, right? DeSantis, to his credit, Jesse, I know you don't like hearing anything good about DeSantis, but his credit has gone to the base and delivered something for them. All right? But Republicans in this state don't do that. Right. A uh, couple more comments. All right, go ahead. <laughs> Uh, let's see. So Brad Ganser says, Han has the position because no one else wanted the job. That's true. Uh, Monica says, I love your Chris Finke impression. Jake cracks me up. <laughs> uh, I mean, listen, I don't know if you've heard Chris Finke, but Chris Finke talks exactly like that. Lee Finke is they referred to her at the Capitol. Mm -hmm. Hey, Lee Finke here. <laughs> I only shoot a 357 Magnum. <laughs> I don't have those girly pink guns, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brad Ganser says, don't we have some help in the Senate to stop this type of BS? And maybe, <laughs> maybe I, love, I see what you did there, William. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, I don't maybe. know. We'll I don't know. Well, what BS? Like, honestly, that's the other beauty of this thing is once they launch this thing, then it's up to the highly politicized campaign finance board and they're just going to do what they're going to do. Like you just saw, I just showed you right from their own language. You're guilty until proven innocent. You need to prove your. How do I prove my innocence? What what document can I possibly give you to prove my innocence here? Nothing exists. Well, that's that, such an interesting thing. How's that, that going to end up in? That's what it's going to end up going. It's going to have to go to courts because these guys are crazy. Right. I, I mean, if we wanted real justice, like Mike Campbell would be fired and would never have a job in Minnesota politics again. And look, the Senate, like these Republican senators, if they want to show that they're on the side of like unity they would be making this a priority and doing it right away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and by the way, I don't think it's just Mike Campbell. I mean, there's other people. Mike Campbell wasn't even the one threatening 
uh, Tom DePel to drop out of the race. Right. Oh, all those people who threatened yeah. Tom. Uh, all these people who have no interest in creating these quote unquote governing majorities. Um, mm -hmm. The people that. Hey, let's. Hey, that reminds me. Let's pull up the uh, picture. I think it's an Action for Liberty article. We show these staffers, Senate Victory Fund staffers, working against Tom DePel in the, the um, yep. primary. In fact, one door knocked, door knocked me. It's on my ring camera. What's that? Is it. The Tony Jergens? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, pull that up. There yeah, you go. so after the election, Jake did a great job of putting this article together, kind of showing all the elements that led up to the very slim loss of not just Tom DePell and his race in the Minnesota Senate, but also the entire uh, Republican Senate majority. Uh, so you see here during the primary, you have at least two Republican Senate staffers there, and I think there may be one or two more i just can't pin them pin them down for sure but yeah they're out door knocking for tony jurgens the non-republican endorsed candidate and isn't the girl on the right isn't that marissa yep uh so if you zoom in a little bit there the so there you go the so arrow the, on the, the right the lying girl. about us yeah like she's impartial she's she literally and this is this is in the primer so mind you Tom DePel is the endorsed Republican candidate. They are working against the endorsed Republican candidate. Mm -hmm. And they, they get paid by a Republican party unit. Right. Like how – that should be grounds for firing these people. When well, I've gotten into okay. arguments with – I got into an argument with Mark Johnson about this at State Central last year and see, well, we can't control what they do in their free time. Oh, like, yeah, it's, yeah. It's all very under the table, Yeah, very it's all sly. under the table. Uh -huh. Yeah, you know, that's how it's, it goes. It's really just awful. It's slimy yeah. is what it is. Yeah, I know. Well, Action for Liberty is the one that's doing the slimy work. No, I think you guys yeah. are the ones doing the yeah. slimy work. Right, and it's not just for Tony Jurgens. There were so many establishment candidates that you find these Senate Victory Fund types people at. You know, it's every single endorsement where there's a, an establishment candidate to get behind, there they are to do it. You yep. know, anytime there's a Liberty Challenger or just someone anti-status quo, you know, the establishment, they line up their people ready to be there to, uh, you know, generate some fake support. And this is exactly why we never get anywhere in politics. And this is why Action for Liberty is who we are, because we expose this stuff. Who do you know anyone else that would do a show like this? I mean, come on. People would think people would never do a show like this. But we're like, no, if you want corruption to stop, you gotta start exposing these people that are doing it, right? And the fact it's happening to us means we're powerful because if we weren't powerful and we didn't have any influence, they would ignore us. They wouldn't care. Why would they waste the time? Why would they pay $240,000 to a law firm? It wouldn't make sense. But because we put so much pressure, you guys, like here's a great story. Julia Coleman, we exposed, she was on a bill, a really bad bill, like a woke bill. I can't, do you remember what the bill was? It was some bill that was just bad. It was like total woke language. I think it was about uh, nursing mothers, you know, so basically that you have to provide a certain area for them to breastfeed. But it and, was uh, not, no, I think it was nursing individuals. We had he, the, oh, yeah, the, that's right. Yeah, what, it wasn't even How just women in the bill. How dare you call it mothers? <laughs> yeah, right. What no, it wasn't the, even uh, just what about mothers the and women. mothers? Yeah, right. Exactly. No, I forgot about that. But yeah, there was all that woke language in there for sure. So you guys reached out to her because you watched on the show. And Jesse gets an email the next morning. And she's like, I just want to let you know I've been taken off the bill as an author. It's like, mm -hmm. wow, you guys are powerful, right? That's what they can't have. They can't have you guys doing that, you know? Because yeah. honestly... I'm just the guy behind the camera or in front of the camera. What am I in front of the camera? I'm in front of the camera, not behind the camera. What an idiot. You'd think in show business I would know the difference. <laughs> wow. Dawson's just like, this is unbelievable. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> I'm just the guy in front of the camera telling you this stuff. It's really you guys. That's what they want to do. You know, they want to get rid of action for liberty. 
They want to get rid of your voice because a lot of you guys, you got a life to live. You can't be involved in politics all the time. So you donate to a group like Action for Liberty so we can do politics on your behalf, which is freedom of association, freedom of speech, and this is what they're going after. They don't want us speaking. They don't like this stuff. And by the way, the left's far worse at this stuff, so the Republicans are just taking a page out of the left's playbook. That's Mm -hmm. the sad thing here because it should be, yeah, the Democrats are all bad. Yeah, yeah, we agree. So yeah. why are you guys doing the same thing? Why are you guys also being bad? Right. They do this to try to discredit us. But like, honestly, almost nobody knows about it when they do these CFP complaints anyway. And uh, the people that do, almost all of them know that it's just BS. You know, the majority of people that are paying attention to this thing, they look at it. They say they know it's BS. They know the MNGOP is after us because we call out the truth. Uh, that they, they don't want that. Uh, so it's just so obvious what it is that... Uh, you know, I don't think the MNGOP realizes it's going to go back to bite them. You know, it's only going to benefit us because it, it shows that we're the ones who are fighting. Yep. And this is such a huge topic. I think it'd be fun if we talked about it afterwards more in our Twitter space. Great, great plug there. Okay, so we are going. So did you put the link in there? I'm about to do it right now. Right. So if you guys don't know what Twitter spaces are, it's like this uh, conversation opportunity where I'll just post the link here. I don't know how to describe <laughs> it. It's weird. It's uh, but I'm posting it in the live comments. Okay, so here, it's a way so. for us to talk to you. You can join our Twitter. Uh, so if you got a Twitter account, or if you don't get get a Twitter account, we're testing it out. Twitter right now is pro free speech. Okay, so it is what it is. I, Jesse and I don't really fully trust uh, Elon Musk in the long term, but all I do know is they're at least better than the other platforms. <laughs> However, do you know this? Did you guys see this? YouTube. Now allows election. They call election. Denial. I know. I'm so. Yes, excited. you can question the results. Oh, yeah. yeah, I was oh, kind of wondering, Dawson. How have we not been canceled on YouTube lately? I think they had a soft launch of this, so we have literally not had a strike by YouTube in like months. I know, we, we and we haven't uh, toned it down at all. Trust me. Yep. We've had Mark Bashowski on this podcast. We have not toned it down. Yeah, and <laughs> you, you know what I'm thinking is, uh, uh. I just forgot what I was thinking. <laughs> so so click on the hold on. Hold on. What's that? Dawson? It's interesting that, well, the reason that they didn't or they did a soft announcement of it or whatever is because, you know, if they said we're we're allowing election, what it, what did you call it? Election denial, whatever the heck it was mm-hmm. like. That's what they call would it. Be like, OK, so we need to talk about this because YouTube's letting it go. So mm-hmm. kind of makes sense why they'd be silent about it yeah well i remember what i was gonna say they, they need to remove our previous strikes you know if this is the standard now how can we get in trouble for previous videos where we're saying the exact same thing that I they allow yes. now so i well, completely I think- agree with jesse that's youtube loves retroactively going and like deleting videos with millions of views yeah mm-hmm. and because for rules, rules that weren't effective then yeah, so they should they should absolutely. Well, do we that. you know it's it's actually an interesting point. I gotta look it up right now because all we, I have are interesting points. Isn't that funny, <laughs> oh William? Uh, it's so annoying. Isn't all right, so funny? it does say we have one channel violation. Um. Okay. It says so. It was from the CPAC straw poll. Oh, this is a political junkies episode. The Dawson filter has saved you on YouTube. So it says that we have. So it says misinformation. So I would imagine since it says CPAC straw poll Trump lead growing, I'm guessing that it was misinformation about the um, uh, – oh, my God, it, it expires in three days. We are almost going to have zero strikes on YouTube. Wow, nice. we, better, we better say something. My God, I feel like we're not doing anything here. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Can you – 
Dawson, since the time we worked together, we have never not had a strike by YouTube. I, I know. This is so weird. <laughs> Should we have a celebration? We what can celebrate on Twitter Spaces, which, by the way, if you click that link oh and you go there, um, click Remind Me. There should be like a reminder button. So when we go live at 2.30, um, you'll get the notification. You can come in and you can throw us a follow, too. That'd be a lot of fun. Uh, our handle is action underscore liberty. I also want to point out really fast, we haven't tested it or anything. No, so it's a it's very rough be, launch. It's going to be yep. silly. Yep. Yep. Dawson's like, I know they're going to blame me if it doesn't work. No, I won't blame you. Better not. I think what we do is we all like go in on our own counts and then we join the chat room or oh, something like that. Fun. Yeah. So yeah, I haven't fun. done I, yeah, I haven't done it, but I this is what the Sanctimonious did for his launch, right? Jesse? And that's what Tucker said on uh he said, "Are you guys going to break the internet like Ron?" <laughs> he says, "Ron disaster." I think that's a little unfair. <laughs> little unfair. Little unfair. Little a lot un- of people say Ron's <laughs> a, a disaster. I don't say, it, but a lot of people. But the biggest thing is, this is your opportunity to contribute to the conversation live. Like you can have conversations with us about all this. Well, stuff, hold on. So, do we to... have to like recognize them, or do they just get it? Well, yeah, we they can raise their hand, and we can recognize. Okay, you raise your hand, and then yeah, yeah. I guess William. I'll call on you. Like a you call. Okay. There back you in elementary school. T Wall and K Wall. Now we can talk, like in person. Yeah, there you there go. There you go. All right. So we're gonna test that out two thirty after this show. Let's get to a couple other things and then we'll end this show because boy, we went an hour on that CFP. But once again, like I said, you're not gonna hear this anywhere else, right? And it's very intimate to us because we're the ones with the the allegations made against us. And it's it's ridiculous. We've refuted the one allegation and they're gonna investigate. What are you gonna investigate? Like I can't prove my innocence here. It's so stupid. So, God, these assholes. All right. Um, BlackRock video, Northern Lights train, Tim Walls video. Let's end on the Tim Walls video because we're just going to clown that video. Yep. That's what we're going to do. So let's do BlackRock video. Let's pull up this article, actionforliberty.com. You can read this too. William just uh, wrote this article. Um, we, we're digging into, um, you guys know, the DEI and ESG and all this crap that that's been pushed on us in Pride Month, pushed on us by our, these corporations. How are these corporations getting in line? Why is this happening? And we found a great tweet showing the CEO of BlackRock who talked about, well, we need to actually, what did he say? How did he put Push it we on We need people? to force, force, force uh, behavior changes. Yeah, if you go to the article. Um, Wait, hold on. I'm, I don't think that I have this one. It's uh, in the show notes. Yeah, it's in the show notes. It's uh, row. I can also make sure it's published online if you want to just... Is it not published online right now? I don't think so. In show notes, I see two versions of surplus money towards Duluth. Oh, he's right. Yeah, you didn't didn't put the right one on there. That is my bad. You know, it's it's not crazy to me to know that Dawson was... It wasn't Dawson's fault. Like, I think if we had a running tally of how many times Dawson screwed up, it's like half, maybe... Uh, if you go to actionforliberty.com, it should be posted there. Okay. I just want people to know, <laughs> I really think Dawson does a great job here. Eh, fair enough. Well, hold on. I thought we hired him to be the professional scapegoat for well, the show. Well, you didn't hire anyone here, uh, <laughs> William. Uh, well, although you think you run the show, apparently. I do run the show. I, I guess oh, they didn't so. tell you yet. I guess oh, so. It's, it's been a hijacking today. <laughs> he all of a sudden took, took it upon himself. I just bring uh, the best d- content. Just put it, put it in the uh, show notes because... Or did you publish it? Yeah, I published oh, it. Oh, go up to, uh, to news. news. Takes a second for it to show up on our main page. There you go. You see it right there. Yeah. All right, tell us about the story here, William. Well, so this is actually a video from 2017, but um, the Twitter account, N Wokeness, I'm sure you guys have seen them before. 
uh, they posted this video where the BlackRock CEO, Larry Fink, uh, is chatting about what he believes these companies should be pursuing. Now, BlackRock is an investment firm, so they uh, they don't they buy stocks on behalf of their clients, but they have a lot of sway when it comes to uh, what stocks their clients buy. So thus, they have a lot of influence over how companies Wait, operate. Very eloquent. It seems like you Thank know you. a lot about the subject there. Thank William. you. Well, yeah, I learned a lot about it this morning. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, if you want to scroll down to the tweet, uh, we can watch the video here. Oh, yeah, I got to put these headsets back on. This is interesting stuff. Oh, dear. You, you now make a point of that's a, that's an investment criteria for you. Well, behaviors are going to have to change. Me, this is one thing we're, gonna, we're asking companies. Uh, you have to force behaviors. And at BlackRock, we are forcing behaviors. 54% uh, of the incoming class oh, are women. That's awkward. We, we added four more points in terms of diverse uh, uh, employment this year. And it, if it, it, you know what we are doing internally is if you don't achieve these levels of impact it, your compensation could be impacted okay we're doing the same thing. and so it's just it, you have to force behaviors and if you don't force behaviors whether it's gender or race or just any way you want to say the composition of your team you're going to be impacted and that's not just not recruiting it is development as ken said and ultimately it's still going to take time but i am just as much shocked as Ken is, that we have not seen more opportunities, and we're going to have to force change. Uh, you got to love it. Just the admission there: force change, force behaviors, gender, race, sexual orientation. Which, as in Minnesota, we learn is now including pedophilia, or the sexual attachment to children by adults. It's crazy. Right. So we got to force behaviors, and that's one that they really have to force because most people, the vast majority of people, are very much against that. You know, that one snuck through at the end of the legislative session. Go back a couple shows if you don't know about that. Um, if BlackRock, because their institutional holdings, a lot of major stocks, if BlackRock was a signal that they weren't going to invest in a company anymore, that would be huge. Like that yeah. changes. So even though they don't have direct impact on a corporation, the fact that they manage funds with lots of investors, billions of dollars, you know, in, in ownership, hundreds of millions of dollars in individual stocks, sometimes in the billions. It's, it's a huge sway. W what they say has to be taken very, very seriously. And I don't think, by the way, I don't think it's just BlackRock's influence, although that is very interesting to see. It's also the fact that, you know, these companies, they're hiring youngsters that are getting indoctrinated in colleges with these crazy beliefs. I remember Joe Rogan was talking about the Brett um, Weinstein um, problem. So if you go back to like 2017, Brett Weinstein got basically run out of college at Evergreen in Washington. It's a very interesting thing because he refused to stay at home on Black Only Day, which mm -hmm. is like crazy. That's how crazy leftists get. Mm -hmm. And Joe Rogan called it. He's like, you know, people aren't so worried because they're like, oh, college, it's not a big deal. It's like, it's not going to just be college. It's going to come from more people. And it's so clear. It's now taking over corporations. It's like the, this graphic I had today I was sharing with some people. It's this, like, pride person, you know, in a rainbow suit. And it's talking to a pastor, and he's shouting through a microphone. He, she's shouting through a microphone, don't force your views on me. It's like that's all they do is try to force their views on us. That's the reason – 
like a lot of us have a problem right now with pride, the pride month. It's like, I don't have a bone to pick with every gay person, every lesbian out there. What I have a problem with is you can't get over the fact you have to shout it from the rooftops all the time. All right. Live your life, you know, and stop indoctrinating the children. That's what people have a problem. With. That's why Bud Light or Budweiser. And that's why, um, oh, who else is getting the oh target? They're getting mm-hmm. this, this, this pushback because they're sick of it. We don't want your indoctrination all the time. There's your rumble rant. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. Uh, it people, really pisses me off. I just yeah. And then the, and then the left. I love this one. The left's like, oh, you guys are a bunch of snowflakes. You don't hate. You ain't seen the rainbow flag. It's like, no, we don't give a shit about you. We're just sick of you guys forcing this on us. It's uh, it's a little sad that you guys have to do it. Your ideas are so bad that it's got to be done by force. In fact, that's the thing with BlackRock. They're such bad ideas. They have to be forced. It's why I. It's the thing about Governor Walls, right? What does a governor do during a lock or during uh, COVID, right? What do you do? Do you lock down? Well, everyone thought you should lock down, including DeSantis, right, Jesse? There's a point for you. Yep. Uh, <laughs> they think you should lock down. And they don't just say, I think you should stay at home. That's what a governor could do. You should stay at home. They say you can't leave your home and you could be put in jail for 90 days because they are force. They, bad ideas need to be backed by force. Good ideas don't need to be backed by force. Good ideas can exist. These are bad ideas, and that's why they have force behind it. All right, sorry. Good good article. Let's skip the train uh, so we can stay on time here. We got to go to – did you have anything else to say on that, William, or did we have any comments? We have a lot of comments. Oh, I'm Maybe, sorry. Let's go to the comments. Or we could finish up and then tell everyone to go over to the Twitter space. No, no, let's see, let's hear some comments, okay, and then right. we'll do the, the uh, Walls thing, and then we got to finish up so we can stay on time here. All right, so uh, Bad Hat Harry says, BlackRock's Larry Fink built the first database to push investments back in the 70s and 80s and created the junk bond mess. Um, Monica says, F BlackRock, that stuff. I will never accept any of it. You know, it's uh, not just BlackRock, by the way. We were looking up uh, major holdings and Vanguard. Like, Vanguard manages That's what Liberty Guy says, too. Uh, yeah, Van- Vanguard's massive, right? Mm-hmm. And you go below that, I mean, you still get other major fund companies right so you invest in any fund company and if they have a big stake you know you got to look at the direction of their corporate governance and if they're pushing these kind of views on it it is a serious issue it's not that they actually own it blackrock doesn't physically own the or directly own it they indirectly own it because they manage the funds that other investors do and by the way their investors aren't on all on board with this stuff but they're detached. People just want to put their money in a retirement account and go on living their lives, hang with family and friends. It's these woke uh, mind viruses that are masquerading as, you know, investors or corporate officers that are screwing this over. Right. Go ahead. So Sorry. true. Uh, K. Wall for Life says, uh, Fink is Bernie Madoff on financial steroids. Not good. Uh, nonprofit says jitflyers.com, gtvflyers.com. I think this is a reference that's going over my head. Yeah, why would you read that if you have no idea? What, he might oh, geez, did I say a, something wrong? We just might send you to a porn site there. You might you might have just read a porn site there or like a gambling <laughs> site or something. You, so you don't know what it is. Okay, either. apparently William's just going to read random domains on someone that's well, called no, nonprofit. That's what their name was. Non. Well, it's not profit spelled like the Prophet Muhammad or something. 
Um, I've read no because I read comments from new people, and I haven't seen a comment from this guy. Before, I know, but so. it was a. D- <laughs> <laughs> oh man our barrier on this one married entry on this well don't go to the website then uh yeah we gotta be careful you know all right it Liber- could be like david you know it just <laughs> takes you to a porn site well hey liberty guy one gave us a 20 dollars rumble rant and said uh keep following the dollars guys thank you mm-hmm. very much liberty one i appreciate that very much which is equivalent of the the walls the t and k wall which right. is 20 dollars as well when you combine it what's it, that it's that same freaking dude who's posting the um did he really like it's like a troll well he's circumventing uh, rumble tos getting muted and then just making another account this is the profit guy yeah yeah look at that see we mm. need we need bridget back don't we jesse look at this <laughs> now Je- uh, william's got great commentary great writer but when it comes to handling these comments my god we need bridget you know we need the professional back she Bridget would never have read that. She would have been like, oh, this is not she a... She totally would have. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> so I guess this... Well, did you go to the website? What was no, it? don't go yeah. to the website. You're no, going to get like I, a virus. Oh, no, I, I was about got. to look it up too. No, I, I looked it up. All right, why, okay. Will you up. do it? Can you do it? You got to... Yeah, Jake, I, right. I forgot what it was I did though, look it so. up. It was the the anti-Semitic flyer website or whatever that I told oh, you. Oh, oh, even worse. Like anti-Semitic propaganda. Mm. It's like... God, I almost I almost would have opted for like a scam site or a porn site. Jeez. Me too. Oh man. All right. Anyway. Uh, you just you just uh, I mean you you're basically as guilty as Kanye now, William, for reading that online. Hey, I you know what? You, you basically Kanye, endorsed it. <laughs> <laughs> I do endorse Kanye. Kanye twenty four. <laughs> Yay twenty four. I'm all for it. Uh, but K-Wall for Life has a great comment. Uh, keep the train on the track. Uh, so let's keep the train on the track. Wow, great comment. So, that, so now instead of doing the Tim Walls video, we just have to talk about the Northern Expressway or Northern Lights. We can do both. All right. Pull up the Northern Lights train. This is an interesting article that William wrote. I don't know if you guys know this. In the, I mean, of course you'd know this because you read a thousand pages of the omnibus bill that was voted in at the last final hours of the legislative session, right, where we are sending – 195 bill a million dollars million with an m to build a train to duluth look at this uh you got a picture of this uh uh, map or the route don't you yep there you go yeah this is what they're going to do it's going to go up through coon rapids and go to cambridge up to hinkley and then from hinkley goes up to superior and then final destination is duluth there is no current train that does this there are uh bnsf tracks that so this is the other interesting thing we learned right william is that bnsf one of the highest um valued uh the highest producing revenue train tracks are this one right that they're apparently putting this passenger train on right did i say mm-hmm. that right so like yeah, they're I probably so. shipping a lot of uh you know like um natural they're probably, actually, they're probably shipping it down to the cities to put it on barges, I would guess. I'd imagine that's what's going on. Yep. So, anyhow, they're going to share this with a passenger train. And this thing's going to cost – how much is this thing going to cost? Well, so they estimate it's going to cost $600 million. But um, the way it works is that the state government is supposed to fo- put forward 20% of the cost, and then the federal government will pick up 80% of the cost because it's going to be an Amtrak train. Um, but the legislature put forth $200 million, which if the federal government matched that with their 80%, it would 
be a total of a billion dollars, which very well could be a billion dollars because you know how over budget these projects tend to go. I think we're um, lucky if it ends up only being a billion dollars. Yeah, right? No kidding. Um, and what's like, what are we actually doing here? They estimate it's going to be like 700,000 passengers a year. Like I, I, have, I don't I see it no being basis. that high. Yeah. I have no basis for that. But right, uh, right. All I'm going to say is there's an intrigue. So when I first heard about this many years ago, there's intrigue by me to go up to Duluth with like my frame pack and then just walk on the SHT. Here's the issue with it. This train will, uh, so it's, um, so if you drive to Duluth from Minneapolis, okay, that is a 155 mile trip going up I 35. Um, if you're getting 25 miles to the gallon, uh, at $3 and 50 cents per gallon, that's a $22 trip in most vehicles. Okay. 25 miles per gallon is the average vehicle. My truck my F-150 gets 21 miles to gallon in the, in the summer. So I'm just, uh, it's going to be slightly more costly for me. So $22, the train ticket's going to cost 30 to $35. Okay. So it's already more costly to go up on the train. That's a one route too, by the way. Oh, I guess, yeah, I guess we didn't do a round trip. So 150 miles up there. So it's roughly, so you got to do a round trip because you got to come back down. So um, we're already looking at probably about 16 to $20 more expensive to do the train. We're like, well, it's a high-speed train, so at least I'm going to save time. Nope, that's what I thought. It's going to take two and a half hours by train, and that's what they estimate. And I would imagine because they're moving other goods on this train, it's not going to be that fast. It's... 15 minutes faster, assuming there's no traffic to drive by vehicle. And when you calculate that, you calculate it going probably 70 miles an hour, not the 78 miles an hour that all of us do when we're going up I-35. So you get there faster in Duluth for less money using your vehicle. And here's the big problem. You get that train, you go to train and you go to, I'm assuming downtown Duluth. Well, then what? Like, Duluth's a great city, and North Shore is – I love the North Shore. You, you're not going to walk to, like, the North Shore. You're not – what are you going to do? You need a car. You, you need a car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So who's going to take this train? 700,000 people. I might take this train one time because I'm just kind of curious. Of course, probably not bringing my family because, like, the light rail would probably be full of violence and, right. and crime. Well, and that's a uh, uh, new f- – 2727 made a great point uh tr- all the train's gonna do is bring more crime to duluth it's the same fear with like the light rail exporting crime to the suburbs so this great idea which is going to cost 855 dollars the first year if you don't amortize it over a 10-year period it's going to cost basically per writer 855 dollars per writer <laughs> it'll never make money right it's all government subsidized for solving no problem it's it's clearly just going to, I, I mean, maybe there's some people that get on from Cambridge to go work downtown Minneapolis, so mm-hmm. it helps with that congestion. But if it was just really for work-related, you're not going to Duluth. So this is the great idea by uh, Tim Walls. You want to know a great, another great idea by Tim Walls? This video, and we're going to end the show on this here. If, you, if we don't read your comments, join us on the Twitter chat. This is uh, a video that was released. It's being criticized right now in the media because uh, Tim Walls, put together a video of his historic signing uh the democrats first time in a complete government trifecta i'm not first time first time in a decade Mm -hmm. thanks to tony jurgens thanks to senate victory fund these guys that lost the senate for us so let's watch tim walls's video of his historic signing 
This is interesting. Two and a half million people showed up last November and cast votes. They made a choice. They chose hope over fear. They chose inclusion over exclusion. Look at how his wife claps here. And what you're seeing is, I just love that. The, the governor, the lieutenant governor, clap. the governor's wife, and uh, Senate Majority Leader Dietzik. This is kind of creepy. It looks like state-sponsored propaganda here. It is. Oh, is this paid by? No, I think this was paid by the DFL. So this is not your tax money. All this looks like is a dude that's like, I really like flying a drone. <laughs> like, there's no, like, Dawson, can you imagine the production level here? Like, this is ridiculous. It looks like a kid that's like, oh, it's so much fun flying a drone. It's it's a guy with a drone. Yeah, it's a guy with a drone. He can't even stop. They don't even insert other images here or other video angles. That's a good angle there. Oh, they didn't ask for this crap, Dietzik. No, like three-fourths of the stuff they didn't campaign on whatsoever. Right. If anything, they're breaking campaign promises. Oh, big time. Yeah, like ending Social Security tax and... Gas tax. Gas tax. Mm -hmm. Not a lot of people there. It's just, this is a kid that shot. wants to fly a drone. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, this is... Look, even this, they don't stop. <laughs> like, you should pause on that signing. They're like, oh, this is... This is a kid in high school that's like, oh, my God, they're going to let me fly this thing around the Capitol. Well, no, they, they paid this dude. Apparently, this guy does the, these videos, and he makes money off of them. Are there any rules about flying these things around the Capitol? Like, did they get special they permission? Got, apparently, they got special permission to do it. The DFL did? or Yeah. The, I'm sure. I, I walls, yeah. They I expedited the process for, for this. I'm sure, I'm sure they did, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, one Minnesota. Yeah, we're all one yeah, Minnesota. Right. Oh, my God. Yes, we're all getting along. You know, by the way, the DFL just uh, – uh, the Minneapolis DFL chair just tweeted about how great it was that Ronald Reagan died. You know, the DFL scrambling like, oh, my God, we got to tone down this rhetoric. They're not one Minnesota. They don't believe it. Listen, the communist, the communists, the socialists, that's what these guys are. They're socialists. They don't believe in one Minnesota. They believe in the bourgeoisie and the proletariat. That's what they they care about classes. That's their whole game. It's class. They don't believe in one Minnesota. Stop saying that, Tim Walls. You believed in the essential, non-essential workers, not one Minnesota. Stop that stupid lie. God, these guys are terrible. And thanks to the Senate Victory Fund for getting these guys elected. <laughs> That's the show today. All right. So you got the comment in the Rumble uh, yep. thread? I'm going to post it one more Facebook, time, guys. YouTube. Go over there, uh, follow us, and join the space because we're going to be talking more about this stuff. We'll be taking your questions. Um, should be a good time, I think. It's going to be like this is a casual layout, but I think this is going to be even more casual somehow. I have no idea how this is going to go. Just, well, that's the fun I, part, yeah. I'll this is our inaugural Twitter space. Yes. All right. And if it gets screwed up, blame Dawson. Definitely do that. That is <laughs> the best thing to do. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you on Thursday. Take care.